You are listening to the Talking Tough Podcast, the world's toughest men and women at their most vulnerable. Their stories of triumph, their falls from grace, and their climb back to the top, to life. This is Rick Bassman here for Talking Tough on the Podcast One Network. Hi, everybody. Rick Bassman here for Talking Tough Live today, live from Maui on Inauguration Day. This has nothing to do with politics because you know we don't talk them here, but the country is in a mood today. Some like it, some don't. There's a big division, but we don't have that on Talking Tough. We always get along here, unless we have my good friend Andrew Bernarski on, and that's a whole different story, of course. Today um, should be really good. We're going to talk about something I usually try to avoid, pro wrestling, and which would seem like to be an obvious topic based on what this show is created for, but we haven't done much that here lately. Today is a pure all wrestling day. We're gonna focus in on my pit bull in the background. You guys know they're gonna bark at one point, so apologies in advance. We're gonna focus in on the heyday of UPW, Ultimate Pro Wrestling, that was our promotion in California at the time, considered possibly the top independent promotion in the world. Our sister school, Ultimate University, was definitely considered the top pro wrestling school in the world at that uh, point in time. And in that school turned out hundreds of people that went to perform in other places in the industry. Many that became stars in, in their own right within UPW. And None more so. Our, our girls, we have the divas in WWE. UPW, the women were called the Vixens. We had a young lady with us, and we'll get into her debut and her origin story once we bring her on, who, in, in my humble opinion, was the most popular UPW Vixen ever, both uh, in the ring, in front of stage, and behind the scenes, both. Um, we'll get into her intro once we bring her on. So we'll do that in a moment. First, my co-host today, and along with Rachel Sartoris, the producer of Talking Tough, the esteemed czar of the two-man power trip podcast empire, Mr. John Paz. Rick, what's going on? How you doing? Good, man. Good to see you, as always, with all your paraphernalia. In the, you know, I'm going to fly out there one of these days when you're at work, and I'm going to draw something really nasty over the ultimate warrior photo that I have to look at behind you every time I see you on the mm. screen. But that's a story for a different day, man. I, I was about to bring our guest on, John. Anything yep. that you want to say to help do no. the intro? No, let's, let's bring her on. I can't wait to talk a little bit of UPW and find out where you found her. Right on. All right. Well, in that case, UPW's original vixen, you guys will know her. If you don't recognize her immediately, you'll know her once we get into the story. None other than my old friend, Jenny Looney Lane. Hello. Thank Hello. you for having me here. Hey, Thank you for having buddy. me. How oh, are man. you, John? It's so good to see you. Good Very good. Thank you, you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's really good I'm to see you, Jenny. <laughs> good to see you, too. It's been a Did long time. Are? Did you watch any of it today? Um, I know I just got to see the final stuff as they were leaving uh, the White House. I saw this, uh, I saw like the final prayer. That's about it. 
Oh, I went. Okay. I sleep. I sleep in. I didn't get up early for the inauguration. Sorry, John. Did Did you watch any of it, John? I did not watch one second of it. Didn't watch any news today. Nope, missed it. I I you. set my alarm here at five thirty a.m. Hawaii time to watch pretty much the whole damn thing. Oh um, wow! You know, it's a, it's a culmination of a lot of drama, and I just wanted to see it. That's all. But. It's all good. Here we are. Let's talk about something important. Pro wrestling, John Paws, the two-man power trip, UPW, and Looney Lane. Let's do that. All right. Sounds cool. good to me. <laughs> John, John, you said you had you had something you wanted to know. Yeah. Where Looney, where did he find you and how did he recruit you in? Because right, he recruited you in to UPW. Well, uh, a long time ago, I was dating a friend, um, Chris Bell, if you guys know Chris Bell, and yep. his little brother, Smelly, was getting into a uh, was getting into wrestling, and he started to train with UPW. I came down just to check it out, and I let them know, like, hey, I want to be a part of the team. Do you need help backstage? What do you need? Because at the time, I was a huge wrestling fan, and I just wanted to be a part of the show. Like, do you need help backstage? What do you need? And Rick's like we need valets. Do you want to come and be a valet? And, um, I basically, from there on, he brought me in. I started training and, um, kind of goes from there. Also, uh, when the scouts would come out and see us too, that was, that was another, another thing. Like I had to learn how to start to wrestle after the scouts came out to see us. So. Yeah. Bruce Richard loved you. I remember that Bruce really yeah. loved you guys relationship if i remember correctly. no we did we did those are back in the days when uh looney liked to put a few away and i was always good at <laughs> picking up at the airport and uh dropping off later and uh you know we'd all have beers and yeah i don't do that anymore but uh back in the day i used to be able to put a few away so that's i had a pretty good relationship with all the old-time wrestlers back then with that uh <laughs> You were you were Bruce Pritchard's Airport Express. That's right. I had forgotten yeah. about that. Yeah, so, I used to pick up. Mm -hmm. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was always I was always on airport duty, living so close to LAX. So, uh, whenever we had talent come into town back in those days, you would always be like, "Hey, Looney, can you do me a favor?" And either I or Sasha Savvy would uh, go pick them up and bring them out to Orange County. Who um, Rick, Rick Payne? Sorry, John. Go ahead. Rick, pay you extra for picking up all the guys from the airport. What? Who gets paid? Who gets paid? In, <laughs> who gets paid in professional wrestling? I'm sorry. Yeah. Who get? Who gets paid in independent wrestling? My bad. Now I got paid with experience. Yeah, John. I got I got paid with a lot of experience, and I was paying my dues by picking up those. It was still a a very man. It was still a man's world, so I was paying my dues. You know, it's a man's world. You just said, okay, so you said something that want, makes me want to launch right into a question that was uh, sent to me on Facebook Messenger. I don't have the gentleman's name in front of me, so if he's watching, I apologize to not credit you. I'll try to find it later. He's asking, with the Me Too movement being so in the news and speaking out, which is pro wrestling's own version of the Me Too movement, you were in the business back in the day where – it's not a million years ago, but long enough ago, yeah. we're pretty hush-hush still. Um, 20 years did ago, you catch yeah. Any, did you catch any of that vibe in your time with 
UPW, with WWF, um, no. with any other organizations? No, I was uh, I was very I was very fortunate to be like a little sister to a lot of these guys and learning how to wrestle with them. And basically, I was their beat up dummy. So I was like the little sister. I think that they never had. Um, I became super close. I was close with my with my I call them my road dogs like John Cena and Joe, Samoa Joe. Uh, I never experienced any of that back then because also I dated Chris Bell at the beginning. So it was kind of like, I, you know, it was just, it was more so we were just trying to put on a show and put on a good show and, and promote a good product. That's what we wanted to do. So, you know, I don't know. I'm I didn't, glad, I didn't, I'm glad you hear that. yeah, I didn't experience any, any, uh, it was probably me. If anyone was doing any flirting, it might've been me, but it, I don't, I didn't, it didn't, wasn't any, I'm being, I'm trying to be funny about it. I'm not, I'm, I was more of the little sister. I would get picked on, especially with Mad Dog Mike Bell around. Um, I would, you know, I definitely got the little sister. Plus, I would I dressed like a Catholic schoolgirl. I look like a I look like a fourteen year old. So, you know, it just came along with it. We were more of a family. It was a very family orientated uh, back backstage where where we worked at UPW. And then if we went backstage to to the big to the big leagues with Rick, if we went backstage, you know how to mind your P's and Q's. And we were basically taught at the university before we would get in those professional situations how to handle it. And that's why when I did go to work for uh, for uh, WWE, which I like to say WWF back then, when we did go to work for them, we got high. We got kudos because of how professional that we acted that we weren't there trying to hang out with and hook up with wrestlers. That wasn't our style. We were there trying to, what were we trying to do? Give the audience a better product, give a better performance. We are just trying to be professional and trying to get a job. I mean, that's what everyone wanted back then. Agreed. And I'm, and I'm glad to hear you didn't have that, that vibe with our company. And I, I like that you said family atmosphere, because when I talk about it these days, I'll always say that. And I know it sounds like a little bit like fantasy land, like, oh, yeah, a pro wrestling company was like a family. Sure. But I really always felt that it was. And I don't no, think we, we had an environment. Yeah, we, I don't think our environment would have tolerated uh, guys hitting on girls and all that sort of thing. Yeah. It just no, wouldn't no. have been cool. No, we were all it was very family orientated. I mean, you're talking about 30 people to 40 people who'd have to get on a bus together to go to San Diego every other, you know, every other month. And then we'd have to put on our shows together every other month. I mean, we lived at the galaxy theater. My, my mail was forwarded there. I mean, you know, that, or that, or we were at the training facility. <laughs> Chainsaw barbarian. Man, has a bunch Jenny, of, uh, you're really good at this. Um, yeah. <laughs> What do you mean? Really Look at good. one. Looney Lake was absolutely my favorite UPW personality. That's nice. Aw, um, thank you. Je Je You're really good at this, John. I think I'm going to hand the reins of talking tough over to Looney Lane. She's got this <laughs> down, man. Yeah. You are, you are good. You are good. Um, oh, thank you. So I'm gonna back, I want to back up to you said, hey, I want to be involved. Did you get asked to be a valet? And the next thing you know, you're taking bumps. Um, well, <laughs> did you plan on doing that? And is that what you no. wanted to do? Actually? No, I, uh, you're talking to a girl 
who's a huge wrestling fan, who went into, uh, I went into my boss one day. I was working in the Valley and I wanted tickets to a WWE show. Or at the time it was WWF. And it was a Saturday house show. It was a, not even a taped show. And I was a huge fan. I took my girlfriends that I lived with. I made them go with me because I made them watch Monday Night Raw in our house every Monday. No one was allowed to watch anything else but Monday Night Raw. And that was November 30th, I think, of 1999. And then I think in November 29th of 2000, Rick had me walking down the stage at the Anaheim Pond, the same venue that I went to go see that Saturday night show. A year later, Rick had me walking down the stairs, down the stairs at uh, down the steps at Monday Night Raw when we had our TV t- when we did our uh, our uh, what was it the, the crowd warmers dark the dark matches. matches yeah that's um wow so that's that surreal isn't it? yeah one year one year and they're like just so people understand I mean I think they got it but. You're talking Anaheim Pond. It's a pretty big arena, 18,000. Mm-hmm. And they would almost always sell out back in those days. So well, you're, that means you're in front of 18,000 people doing this a year after you got started. And you're talking to, you're talking about an era where women were only featured in maybe one match if we were lucky or to have managers come out at that time as valets or managers. And I got to do it with my best friend. And I got to do it with Mad Dog and Aaron. And I got I got to do it with my best friend, though, at the time. And uh, for two females to be seen and go out and doing a dark match at that time, at that point in time, we were we were the firsts. So that was I, a big deal. You're right. You're, I forgot about that. I, I don't remember a lot, unfortunately. No. Um, yeah. But if, if I remember correctly, like what didn't you guys have like one super intensive spot? Amongst oh, everything yeah. else you were doing, Sasha, where you guys just Sasha. went out at war, right? Yep, Sasha gave me the savvy spear. Uh, she gave me a fat spear. I took a huge bump for her, and uh, we did a nice big cat fight. We got a huge pop from the crowd. Uh, a lot of people backstage gave us a lot of credit that we had one of the biggest pops. Um, we are we you know we are excited, but also it's like we're not going to sit around and hang around. But we we went in, we did our job. Uh, but no, it was very surreal being a fan. And then a year later, walking down that to that down that stage and then, you know, and getting to keep sharing these experiences. I got to I met my best friend, um, my soul sister through all of it. So it was awesome. That's that's you're talking about, uh, obviously, Sasha Savvy Bryant. Yeah. And uh, right. now it's yes, Sasha Savvy Mendeville. She's Mendeville. Uh, she is a mommy now. With she's a mommy. Two babies, yeah. and she runs a national. She runs a nationally acclaimed dance uh, at South Dance High School. South Dance. She runs their high school dance department, so they are national champions. So I got to give it up to her. She's awesome. She's doing great. So yeah. shout out to Savvy. She was always so good at that. John, we had a um, we had a thing called the Powerbomb Dancers. Um, I don't remember the origin of that, but we thought, why why would it not be a great idea to have a dance troupe that just shows up and does dance numbers between the matches, right? So um, the uh, the young lady Jenny's talking about, that was Sasha Bryant Savvy. That was my big crush at UPW. I know you remember that, of course. And she um, 
So she she was a valet and a character and a good one. She actually was, I think, our, our lightweight men's champion for a minute also. Um, yeah. And, and, and then she ran the Powerbomb dance team also. So lot, lady who wore a lot of hats. If she's watching, I saw she went. Yeah, she's she did wear a lot of hats. She's awesome. Good. People. She still wears a lot of hats as a mom, as a teacher. It's crazy, crazy out in California. <laughs> oh, you're you're in Vegas now. Oh, am I yeah, supposed to I say mean, that? Well, I mean, you're in Vegas. Well, I'm I'm back. I'm back in Vegas. I'm back and forth. I go back and forth. I'll be making a trip back next month. So, and when I say back, I go back to Redondo Beach. I go. That's my home. So. Right, right. The South Bay. That is your stomping grounds. I know that. Yes. Yeah. So, so you go from, so you're, you're a year in, you go out WWF. I say the same thing you do, by the way. That's what it was called then. That's what it was called. I don't like to right. do that revisionist right. history thing. Um, so you go, you, you pop the crowd big time in the dark match. Uh, a bunch of other things you do. And then comes your moment where you get an offer to be a WWF performer. And you know what I'm talking about. We've already had people asking questions about it. When did I get an offer? Well, you, I don't, maybe offer was, oh, I forgot to tell you about that. I'm sorry, Jenny. Um, I, I must be misphrasing. You went out and you performed as a character, a WWF created character. Oh, I went out, I, I went out and did a backstage appearance when I went on television. Is, are you talking about that? I'm talking about HL, you know what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that I I did not come up with that. That's way beyond my thought process. That's oh my God. that's totally that's totally WWE or W. No, that was WWF era. That was WWF era because they would never get away with it now in WWE when we did that. No, and, and I forgot what it was called. What was it called again? HLA, Hot Lesbian Action. I'm sorry to hear that. Can you repeat that? H L A <laughs> hot lesbian action. Yes. It's a I just wanted to hear you say it again. That's all. That's, that's a, all. yeah. That was our claim to fame. That was that was our claim to fame. That was our big uh our big deal. The best is when you called me, you had to call Sasha first because Sasha did it with me. So I guess you had to convince Sasha because you said Looney's in and Sasha and you're and basically you called me and said, Savvy said, if you're if Looney's doing it, she'll do it. I always said, do okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. I was like, I was like, I'll do whatever. I don't care. I'm gonna be on national television on WWF. What are you talking about? Let's do it. And we didn't know what we were doing until we got there. Wow. So walk us through that. John, you must have some questions about this, I'm sure. So how did they Get it like pick you. How did you get recruited into being this character? And did you know what it was before you were basically on screen? No, it was basically uh, Rick called me. Rick was was our uh, Rick was our go to. Rick was my manager. So Rick would call. Rick called me. He said, "Look, they contacted me. They wanted professionals. They wanted girls who could handle this. Can you do this?" I said, "Absolutely. You know, I'm in." And they're like, "Okay, cool. Well, the only way that." Savvy's going to do it as if you do it. I said, let's do it. So literally they had us on a flight the next day. Um, we flew out, we get there. They said just to bring clothes that, you know, provo basically provocative clothes, clothes that we'd go out to at a club or whatever. So we're California, we're hit. We bring all, we bring our clothes. 
And uh, we said, just in case, let's bring our stripper heels. Because we always had these funny stripper heels that we would wear out just to, that were out of control. Let's wear it. Let's bring them just in case. Because we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. So when we get there, um, we order food. They send us to our room. We get a hotel room. We order food. I instantly get food poisoning that next morning. So I'm, I'm, I woke up and I was throwing up the whole time. So I get up, I'm bringing all my stuff. I I get all my stuff together with Sasha. Sasha's like, come on, girl, we got to do this. And we know we were representing, you know, Rick, we're representing our company. We're representing everyone back home. So, okay, cool. I just swallow it up, go back, go out there. They taught, I mean, I literally had, I had some famous, I had some famous old time wrestler who had to pick us up. I had him gagging on the side of the road because I had to make him pull over because I was so sick. It was so bad. So they get us to the arena. Who was it? Do you remember? Oh, Who was it a wrestler, was two, you know? Yeah, it was two old time wrestlers. The two, um, oh, and I think he's gone now, but I, he, I had him gagging on the side of the road. It was so bad. I was so sick. So we get to the arena and they're like, okay, so do you guys know what's going on today? And we're like, no, we have no clue. They're like, okay, well, you guys are hot lesbian action. You guys are going to be two girls that are here. And we're like, what? So being that, (laughs) because they were, they, the third, but what it was, was Monday night's answer to Thursday night's commitment ceremony at the time, badass Billy Gunn and that other dude, were going to have a commitment ceremony. So raw was going to kick it up a notch and do hot lesbian action because Eric Bischoff at the time was the was the guy who ran the show on TV. So Eric Bischoff brought hot lesbians in to counter the gay commitment ceremony on Thursday night. So he uh, we basically meet with them. We had they wanted us in matching bra and panties. We had none of that. So they had to send people in Iowa. I think we're in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. They had to send them to a local <laughs> mall to a to a Victoria's Secret or something and get clothes, get matching clothes for us. So um, once they got that all situated, um, they were worried about me. By the way, being, you know how tight knit it is backstage at a a wrestling company. So us being the outsiders, especially at the time when they would hire outside female entertainment, they weren't usually professional wrestlers that they hired at the time. They hired pretty girls from either bars or I should say strip clubs. Like the Godfather train thing. Yeah. At, okay, so that was going on at the time. So when we came backstage, a lot of the girls were not too receptive to us. So right. we had, yeah. so they moved us, they moved us three times to different dressing rooms. I was on the floor every second that nobody was in the room with me. I was on the floor in pain, like trying not to throw up. And they they moved us around. Wow. So then it became our time to go out and um, and and do our, uh, our walkthrough. And they're like, okay, get your pads on and everything. And I look and I would, I looked at Sasha. I was like, pads. I'm like, we have to wear pads to go out into the ring. So I went, I went out into the ring and, um, I was barefoot in, uh, sweatpants and a tank top. And we're just going to do a walkthrough. And I think they thought I was crazy. And I was like, well, what are we doing? Cause I, I need you to tell me what we're going to do. Cause I was trying not to throw up. I was trying to hold it down. I was shaking Vince McMahon's hand with trying not to throw up on him. So, um, we get through the walkthrough. 
they're like, we're going to do a super kick. You're just going to step into a super kick. And then we're going to pick up Sasha. We're going to throw her around and then we're going to put her on top of you and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Easy peasy. But we had all these lines that we had to do. We had all these, uh, these intros and outros that we had to film. Um, cause we were, you know, HLA, we were the, we were the, uh, hot, hot lesbian action that they kept saying, talking about all night. Um, so Rick, uh, Eric Bischoff and, um, Stephanie McMahon were in our dressing room with us. That was like clear across the whole place where we were even at. And they were walking lines with us over and over and over again. Cause they were so nervous. Cause this is like, this is a big deal. <laughs> so, uh, we get out there gorilla position, do our thing, get out there. We nail it. Sasha and I nail it. I mean, I never worked with a more professional person in my life. She's like, I am not kissing you on national television. I will show you how to give a kiss without giving a kiss. Cause she's a professional actress, everything she's trained in everything. So I go out there and I just, I handle business with my best friend. But as soon as that super kick was coming my way, it wasn't a super kick. It was a boot to my gut knocked the wind out of me. I couldn't breathe. So from the first get, I take this bump and they're like, you know, you got to give a dead cell. And I'm like, yeah, I know how to give a dead cell. I gave a dead cell because I couldn't freaking breathe. So then. <laughs> Thank so God then, you didn't throw up at least. Wow. No, I'm so happy I didn't throw up. And then, um, right? yeah. And then they threw Sasha on top of me in the 69 position and then did that Samoan splash off the top rope, which knocked the wind out of me again. So then. <laughs> They bring out the, the, they bring the, the, you know, the referees rush us and they're like, Looney, are you okay? Sasha, are you okay? And they're and Sasha's like, I'm fine. And I'm like, I can't breathe. So they bring out stretchers. They bring out the real EMTs for me and they brought out the fake EMTs for her. And when we go backstage, they wheel us back. And I've never seen so many wrestlers that I've worked with from, you uh from UPW when Tommy Dreamer would come or Edge, any wrestler that worked with me through UPW who was backstage at WWF right when I was coming off the stretcher was back there and they were pissed. They were like, Oh, because you got because you got, got stiff. Because I got yeah. stiffed. They were yeah. like, What the F just happened? And I'm like, I'm fine. They're like, No, that's not fine. They're like, they don't know he don't, they don't know you. And I go, and they didn't know me, and I learned my lesson. So I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say, but like Edge was pissed. Tommy Dreamer was pissed. But I mean, that was because that was like the respect I guess I had from our locker room at UPW, you know, into WWF because, you know, I wasn't I wasn't hoeing around or whatever. But go ahead. <laughs> I mean, makes a big difference. Yes. <laughs> wow. I, you know, I don't I don't know if I ever knew all those details. That's yeah, pretty the, crazy. Stuff. The I sickness. Don't. Oh, I thought you said something, John. No, no, nope. Yeah, no. With the sickness, it was it was pretty bad. But other than that, we got through it. Uh, they tipped us extra at the end of the show. They gave us extra money than what we were supposed to be earning that night. You know, they said oh, we yeah. did such a great shot. You know, a great job. So you know, they were happy with us. And uh, at the time, they sent us the tapes. Like nobody ever sends tapes, ever. Mm. WWE, they didn't, or WWF, they never send out tapes. They sent out tapes, sent out tapes. To do, us do you still have it? I think I might, but I know that my dad, he, um, my dad documented everything while I was wrestling. So okay. I know I have I, some DVDs here. I still have VHS tapes. I've got, I've got to get them converted, 
but I can't find a place on Maui that converts tapes. Like, ah. no, not that. Wrong one. Wrong one. Hold on. There it is. Like that tape. Let's get to it. Look at that picture. Nice. Remember that? Look at that. Yes, I do remember that. Inside Pro Wrestling School is a documentary that we made with Tom Beers. You remember Tom? Who, uh, I remember the Tom. Guy who owned the, Tom was the guy who owned the Deadliest Catch, the reality show. Yep. So yep. he was our co-producer on this. It was on the Discovery Channel. And there wow. were... You um, have like the actual tape and everything. I love this it. This is the action. It's still in the shrink wrap. That's why it's probably That's shining. That's awesome. I, yeah, I can't watch it. Then I'm a VHS player, but um, that's yeah. awesome. I know my I have that on VHS or on DVD somewhere. I think my dad taped it for me. That's awesome. So that everybody was... out there in Internet Land, that's uh, that's Looney Lane right there, getting her hair pulled by the sadist. There's John mm -hmm. Cena right over your shoulder. Yep. And Jesus Aguilera behind you. Um, that really good looking bald guy up front. I don't know who that is. But anyway, I think that's you. Oh shoot, that's me. Okay. Look at anyway, um, what man? It was you know it was crazy times. So uh, to back up, you come into like, hey, I'll do something, and you end up being a valet. Then you start training, you start taking bumps. I'm sorry, I'm gonna jump around. One question I want to ask first, because people want to know stuff like this. So, how much did you make for getting creamed on the dark match? Twelve. Or, not the dark match on the HLA deal. How much was that? The, ori the original price is 500 to get seen. I, I remember that. Yeah. 500 bucks. Right. 500 uh, bucks. You want to be on TV. Cause I got to do, I got to do a little backstage thing before I did this um, on WWF. Uh, but yeah, we got paid 1250. They, they tipped us out in cash at the end. 750. Shoot, John, you know what just occurred to me? Jenny got an extra seven, $750. I wasn't aware of. You uh -oh. owe me seventy-five dollars. You owe you seventy-five dollars. I do. <laughs> That's all right. We'll, we'll call. We'll call it a wash. Statute of limitations and all that. Right. Um, Who's so, the pay person? Who's the person that pays you out? Who, uh, backstage. Yeah. Um, I got. I think I got cash handed to me by um, Bruce Pritchard. He was the. Uh, was it Bruce? He, yeah, Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, John. I know. Like a lot of times, the Fink would do the payoffs. Mm -hmm. um, Howard Finkel. It it changed uh, a little bit here and there. Uh, Rene Goulet would do it sometimes. Tony Gurea would do it sometimes. I, yeah, with the yeah at the end he was like, "Thank you for not dying out there." Or I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like "That's awesome." Great. No, it was a, it was a fun time. It was a fun time and doing. Uh, we did. I think that was HLA was after we did our documentary. The documentary came out. That's that's one of the first. So I started working for you. I was just um, coming in on the weekends and I was helping out. And then Bruce came out and saw one of our shows. And Bruce saw, Pritchard saw me, the schoolgirl thing. He's like, yeah, tell her she needs to get in the ring. And that's when you're like, you oh, need to get in the ring. So that's how that started. Yeah, okay. Bruce is like, Bruce is like, does she take bumps? And you're like, she'll take bumps. Like I'm sure. Because you so, had a good attitude. That's why yeah. I would have said that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So I um. So I was. So then right after that, uh, it was Saturday classes every Saturday, and then the, living so close to uh, 
John, uh, to John Cena, he and I, since, uh, we would, we would, uh, I drove all the time. We carpooled together all the time. So that was my road dog. And then when I had to do stuff out in Orange County, I was always with Joe. So we did a lot of, because I was, I was living, I was like living out of my car. I think I was living out of my car then. So. So Samoa, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Sorry. Samoa Samoa Joe. Joe. Yeah, I mean, I, John, I'm, this very is, lucky, I'm very lucky to say that those those two dudes were my road dogs when we first started out in wrestling. Like, yeah, I'm very privileged yeah. to say that. You know, it, 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 it's trippy if you put it like any kind of like historical perspective. You know, where pro wrestling is concerned, they're like two of the biggest stars in the industry in the world. Yeah, and uh, I mean, do, do, is it ever surreal to you? Because you know, you look at that training series. We just posted our old training series on okay. on our. Okay on my YouTube account and Hannibal's YouTube account. And, you know, Tom Howard, you know, Tom was, I know you and Tom are really good friends also. Yeah. Tom was our head instructor. He still, 20 some years later, gets approached a lot by wrestlers he's never even seen or met. They're like, oh, wow. I, got your, I got your training series and that's why I got in the business. And, oh, wow. and here's this girl you- that comes in like maybe be a valet. And now you're one of two girls in what's probably considered the best training series ever made in pro wrestling, if I say so myself. And you're in there with John Cena, Samoa Joe, Frankie Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels, and Tom Howard. I mean, do you ever trip on that? You're like, ah, eh, it's just another day at the office. Well, back then, <laughs> back then, I just thought how lucky I was, or, you know, just tripping. I was just tripping at the fact that you were willing to do it. You were willing to do anything, Rick, back then. You're like, all right, we're going to go behind the scenes. We're gonna, You were doing things that people weren't doing. Like, we were doing our documentary, like, how dare you go behind the scenes of professional wrestling? Or, yeah, I'm going to show people how to wrestle rather than because we had all those backyard wrestling shows going on at the time kids were killing themselves so you were going to show them i'm going to show you really how to do it so you did and i was just uh very lucky to be there for the ride and be a part of it i was very i'm just and now it is it's it's surreal now to see like i i watch tv commercials and i can hear john's voice oh you know on a honda commercial just kind of drives you nuts but you're like that's my homie he made it you know what i mean so it's just, now, it's kids killer. Are, are you in touch with John or Joe at all? I haven't talked to John in probably two years now. Um, I think, well, I think too, he just recently got married. So, and he's been, that guy's grinds. That's all that guy does is work. That's all he mm-hmm. does is work. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. And how about, uh, do you talk to Joe? Any, uh, I let me ask you. Do you stay in touch with any of the old crew, other than um, Sasha? Other than my girl, other than my girlfriend Savvy. Other than your, other than your girlfriend Savvy, uh, that's about it. I, uh, yeah, I've, I did a lot after wrestling. I so, uh, yeah, it was, it, it's a whirlwind. I see Chris Bell. I talk to Chris Bell. Mm-hmm. I still right. keep in touch with him. And for for those who don't know, although a lot do, Chris is uh, a successful documentary filmmaker now. Bigger, Stronger, Faster, which a lot of people know, and just prescription thugs and all sorts of uh, other interesting uh, product. And the brother yeah, of yeah. Uh, brother of Smelly, who was one of our first heavyweight champions at UPW, and the brother of Mad Dog, who was also a heavyweight champion with us, and and for a time our head instructor. And uh, he unfortunately is no longer with us. Obviously, he passed a few years ago. But right, uh, right. 
Chris, I understand is doing well, and I'm glad you hear you're still in touch. Please tell him I said hello if you think of it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Chris is uh, I'll have to text him one of these days. I um, I I follow him through Instagram, and um, that's pretty much where I get most of my knowledge is through Instagram, <laughs> through Instagram and my <laughs> <Right>. friends. <laughs> um, I'm on Facebook. I I, but not that like I'll be on for like a couple minutes, check a couple things, and then. You know, I've been, I've, I've been off social media for so long, like kind of, I've taken a step back from social media for a while. Last year, it I took can a step get back. ugly. It can be a really challenging space to be in these days. There's no doubt about it. Oh yeah. I mean, as they are, we're, we're right. getting, um, there's a ton of comments. If you guys want to go to any, there's a lot on Hannibal's page. That's why I was looking away a minute ago. I wasn't losing interest or being distracted. I was looking at Hannibal's feed. And there are a lot of people on there. Oh, like this guy, um, Randy Helm says, "Smile, John." Pause. L O L. Randy's a good. <laughs> Randy's a good buddy of mine. He actually used to work for the WWE. He used to work for Triple H. So uh, he's oh, a nice. good guy to know. Yeah. And then nice. you have um, Randy's the man. You have J A R Rogers saying, "Pause." Great T-shirt. Is the freaking John Pause show or what? Go Spurs, go. Go Spurs, go! There you go. John's got some support. Yes, you have to. You got to get some support. A lot of support for you. Christopher says that he loves you, so that's good. Oh, thanks, Christopher. <laughs> he does, and and Ray says Jenny is so cute. Oh, and, thanks. And the Sentinel says, "Dame, D A Y M, Jenny's still fine." All right. Yes, nice. that's what I needed. I I googled. My- <laughs> I Googled myself one time and there was a question out there that asked if I was dead or alive. Wow. <laughs> well, we can answer that I'm here alive. now. I'm here. I'm here. But oh, that's uh, fantastic. Um, what else? Go ahead, please. Yes. Oh no, I was just gonna I was just gonna say doing those wrestling, uh, it's it's not so much surreal. See, I'm just happy to see that everyone's successful or they have moved on to successful things. Like Tom Howard, I know he's out here. I need to reconnect with that guy. But you said he's moving soon to Florida. Yes, but we can't talk about that on the air because that's like oh. the kayfabe thing. Oh, got that's it. Right. Anyhow, right, no yeah. Problem. So, anyways, uh, but yeah, and then um, Melissa, I you said that uh, I met some. I've worked with some great people out there when we worked together at UPW. Cheerleader Melissa is in Las Vegas. Yes. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to reconnect with her. But other than that, through wrestling, the only person I talk to is uh, is Savvy. Well, please tell her I said hello as well, if you would. No, I will for sure. I will for sure. So, so what was like? What was life like after wrestling for you? I know. I don't know how you summarize twenty years so quickly, but people want to know what you've been up to. Life after wrestling. Um, I stayed in the South Bay in Redondo Beach. Um, I became a bartender. And then um, I also started working for Dive and Surf, which is the founding surf shop for Body Glove. And I got to work for Body Glove. And I got to um, get in there and I worked under the VP of marketing. And um, I basically learned all the facets of the office and the, um, and the store. So I, got to, I started out in the shop learned how to dive. Um, I don't know how to surf, but I've tried Um, and just started out in sales and then moved into doing their events and promotions, putting on surf contests, putting on surf uh, festivals and stuff like that. So 
that's what I did through the majority of my, um, my, my late twenties and my early thirties, my late thirties, I went back to bartending and, um, and then I started working for Toyota after I left bartending. And then, um, now, uh, I left, I left the car industry right as COVID hit. So right now I'm, and I tried to go back to bartending. I bartended for maybe two weeks and then California shut down completely. There's, there's no bars open. Yeah. Right. So there yeah. are bars, there are bars out here, um, in Las Vegas, but until I make a, a real move, I, I don't, right now I'm just kind of in limbo. Um, uh, I miss those days. It was a lot of fun back then, but yeah, I basically was just living life in California, living the American dream. I left Las Vegas yeah. when I was 19 and I was on national television by the time I was 21. So I can't. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I can't complain. That's, I can't is, complain. I was in wrestling it. magazines. I was one of the first. So I can say like I, you know, did a lot of firsts back then. I, um, I found a bunch of that stuff yesterday. Do you actually like wild magazine and all that? Yep. I you, still have you, them. I still have, you have all that. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. You got like full page spreads and all that. Oh yeah. Pretty, pretty cool stuff man. back then was a really big deal to be in the top pages of women of wrestling like that's a huge deal so yeah i remember i remember yeah, yeah. it was yeah i just found it yesterday i'm looking at questions for you go ahead i'm sorry no it was a lot of fun back then it was super family orientated and a lot of training every weekend every saturday every sunday and i think we did some wednesdays and thursdays um but lots of training from the best. Christopher Daniels was the best, Tom Howard. And of course, I have to bring up the twins. They were awesome. All they right. Let's talk about the twins for a second. So we were talking about um, being um, sexually harassed. You're telling me the Valor Brothers never sexually harassed you? I want to say, like, in a goofy, like, your, your goofy cousin. Of course trying to hit on like hey babe like they were goofy they were more and they were so funny <laughs> i i think the ballard brothers are just they're they're fun they they mean no harm i i, I know that of course i wouldn't have never i wouldn't have said that otherwise but of um course. But, but i do think now that we're talking about it i'm thinking john especially with your reach and social media and hannibal who's with us we should start a new hashtag movement today Hashtag Ballards Two. Ballards Two. Let's get it going. I hope Shannon's hearing this right now because if That's he is, so he's losing his shit. And he I want to. I want to say what's up to Fabi too. If Fabi's out there listening, he's always been a great. Oh, support. King Fabi's with us. If he's is that on the there, king you're know. talking about. Yeah. Right. Is he on. on there tonight? I don't know. He's always. Those are always people that have stayed in touch through the years through social media, but I haven't heard from, I haven't seen or heard from Samoa Joe. I don't even know where he's at. WB TV every week. Awesome. Yeah, he's still doing. <laughs> he's, he's, All right. He's injured right now, so he's a commentator, but he's doing a really good job as the commentator, but he'll be returning soon to actual wrestling. But uh, yeah, looking forward to his return. Awesome. That's awesome. See, I don't even watch anymore. I don't even. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm not very up on it myself, but so you don't I was going to ask, you don't you don't watch the product anymore? No, I mean, I here and there I'll I'll switch through I'll go through the channels and I see how the Bellas and the Divas have succeeded. 
And I want to give a huge, huge shout out to all those females because they are killing it in the industry. They're killing it, just succeeding on their own name. I, gosh, like, I wish, I wish technology as it is now was, was what we, I wish we had that back then. Cause shit, I'd be all over it. I, you know, with social media and, but right yeah, now, you, I, yeah, yeah. right now that's a, that's a, I don't want to say it's a young person's game, but it is a young person's game in wrestling. You got to be, you know, unless you're like, I, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, you know what I mean? It's a young person's game, especially if you want to work in yeah. the ring. And if, I mean, but you still have to have the, the notoriety if you wanted to work outside of the ring, you know, so it's still, it's, it's tough. It is a tough, uh, it's a tough industry. Yeah. The work rate is, especially now it's brutal. And the girls are every, every bit as good as the guys. now. I mean, Better. John, would you, would you agree Better. with that, John? A lot of them are good, like Sasha Banks, uh, Asuka. There's a bunch of girls that are wrestling today that are really, really exceptionally. Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair's daughter. Some yeah, of them are Bianca, really, really Bianca good. Belair, Shayna Baszler. I mean, the list, Ronda Rousey when she was out it. The list yep. goes on and on, man. They're getting really freaking good. Oh, they're amazing. I just, I love watching them. Like, when I was still bartending, and if I had to bartend on any kind of, like, wrestling night, I would make sure we had wrestling on, and I would show these guys People, people be like, oh, wrestling's fake and blah, blah, blah. And then after like sitting with me at the bar for like an hour, they would get, they'd have a different attitude. Some guys would try to behind the bar, like, oh, you're a wrestler. You're going to think you're tough. You think you're tougher than me. You used to be a wrestler. I'm like, no, I don't think I'm tougher than you. <laughs> oh God. Like wow. they'd get like, they'd get like intimidated, but I would be like, you're a male. I, you're physically <laughs> stronger than me. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell. Like you got one up on me, guy. But yeah, that is, that is yeah. awesome. Who who were your um when you were like in the thick of it? Who were your favorite wrestlers back then? Oh my gosh, I was a huge fan of HBK. I loved Shawn Michaels, and then after uh, working in the industry, I I liked. I mean, I loved China when when I was coming up. Like I looked up to China because she was pretty much like one of the only females at the time. I mean. Mm -hmm next to Sable and Ivory and a couple others and Ivory had already, I've already got to work with her. She was amazing. Um, but, uh, as far as I love the rock cause he could entertain, he could pop the crowd and he was great on the mic. I mean, for when we were coming up, that's who was coming up at the time. And when we were wrestling and who I, that's who I was a fan of was like Shawn Michaels and the rock Shawn Michaels could out wrestle any one of those fools and the rock yeah. could get on the mic and school all of them. Yeah, you're right. I would I would agree with uh, with both of those. So uh, on the oh, on the Chris, loony Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho too. Sorry, I got to okay. give a shout out to my boy Chris Jericho. He was uh, I got to work enough. with him. Yeah, he he was awesome. I got to work with him out in um, when I got to wrestle. Remember when I did the the match out in um, uh, Puerto Rico? I don't tell. Remind okay, me. So what I did. Tell I did a. Bruce Pritchard flew me out to Puerto Rico to do WWF Puerto Rico. And oh, for Victor Canonias. Okay, that was yeah. a development. That was a territory then, yes. Okay. Yeah, so I went out back then, and I did my first, uh, what is it, what did we do uh, back then? Braun panties match where you had to rip off the dress. You had yep. to rip off their nightgown yep. or, or their, uh, anyways. This girl, I had to fr film promos in, um, in Anaheim or in Orange County when we were all out there, I had to film promos in my schoolgirl uniform 
So she had to rip up my original schoolgirl uniform when we were out there Uh-oh. in Puerto Rico. And I lost the match. And when I saw Chris Jericho backstage, he's like, am I ever going to see you work a match where you have clothes on? And I was like, sure. <laughs> I said, come on, buddy. He's like, I mean, I saw you get the shit kicked out of you at the Anaheim Pond, and now you barely have your clothes on. He's like, are you ever going to work some real matches? I was like, shut up. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. That's brutal. I took it, though. We were, they, you know what? You had to take it back then because they. Oh, God. It was, Hell it, yeah. was a, it was a, it was a, it was a man's world. So. Yes, but you you have, you have the right personality to get along in that for sure. No, no I doubt. So. I, I think so too. I, I mean, being raised around uh, boys and uh, I came up in the rodeo industry and being around men in the rodeo industry. So I, uh, I, had, a, I had a kind of a thick skin, I guess. You know, if my, my, if someone asked me to like summarize my impressions of you from back then, I had to do it quickly. I would just think like good, good attitude all the time. No drama, like no drama whatsoever. Uh-huh. Um, I, I can't even think like of an incident where there was like one second of drama or conflict with you. And oh. uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. I'll never forget that night that we drove Edge in and Edge, Edge and Christian were in the car with Sasha and I, and we were talking about, who they're working against that night. And I said, Oh, you're working against my tag team, Nova and Frankie Kazarian. Right. And he's like, Oh, cool. I get to work with you tonight. So why don't you give me the hurricane? What do you like to do? Give me that hurricane Rana off the top <laughs> rope. Awesome. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I looked at Sasha and I go, we need to wait till we get back to the, to you can, you got to talk about this with Rick and them. Like, I'm not just saying, yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, cause I knew that was like against the rules. Like, Everything was, you know, already kind of planned, like everything that had been set into place, you know. So I'll never forget when he came in and he came into the dressing room with all of us. And he's like, oh, I want her to give that move to me off the top rope tonight. And as soon as he left the room, I'll never forget you and Joe Schmo look at me and you you both look at me. You, go, you better nail that move tonight off the top rope. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's thank awesome. God. Thank God. That's I so good that's really cool. Yeah, John, we um we we had a tag team we called Evolution. Um before the WWF Evolution, ours was Nova and Frankie Kazarian and it's when they both had long hair and were both like shredded and the matching outfit deal and I thought they were going to be big stars in WWF. They really missed the boat on on you guys. And Looney was Looney was their manager. It was like a it was such a killer trio. I'm glad you brought that up. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, that they was were great guys. Totally cool stuff. I, I think I talked too much like a sailor for Nova, though. He wasn't really a big fan of me. He's but. such a straight-laced guy. I love him. He's one of my favorite guys in this business. I had but. no idea. And I had no idea back then. I had no idea about that back then. And me, I was like, I drank like a sailor. I cussed like a sailor. I was I was 20, I was 19 years old when I started <laughs> with you. I mean, what a, yeah. I mean, I didn't and I didn't leave the business till I was 25. So that's now with the Looney Airport Express. Who else? Who else did you drive? Any other good stories? Uh, Kurt Angle and Taka. Was it? Was it Takahashi? Takahashi. Oh, Tajiri. 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 Sorry. He didn't and speak I, English, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> and we got, we got. I remember we all went out. You included. We took Kurt Angle out. We got him drunk, and it was hilarious. Oh, you know I remember that. <laughs> 
No, here's John. You, I think you'll get a kick out of this. And I've actually, I know Kurt wouldn't mind me saying this because I've talked with him about it since. We were in the my UPW Suburban. Remember that big monster car that I had? Yeah, that I drove I think, all the time. I think it was, yeah, me, I think it was me and you and Bruce Pritchard and Kurt Angle. And we we're going over to TGI Fridays, I think, after a show or one of those places. Yeah. And I remember a Kid Rock song came on. It was like, um, I think what doesn't matter what it was. And Kurt's like, oh, turn that up. And turn it up. And he starts like, you know, yelling it out. And he goes, wait, turn it down. He goes, oh, it was, you know, like objectionable lyrics, right? And Kurt right. goes, he goes, oh my God, if my wife heard me doing this, I'd be in big trouble. And I, I like to joke with him about that now because Kurt went from the straightest lace guy in the history of the industry to like completely the other direction. Oh, and yeah. uh, then came back. He's doing great now. He's doing really, yeah. really well. But um, yeah, everything, he's sharp. His game is on point. But um, his, his big concern with his wife busting him for singing bad words. That was That's pretty so awesome. Funny. He, no, I used to make fun. I made fun of him. I said, hey, there's no milk and cookies here tonight. We're all drinking beer. And Bruce Pritchard was double fisted. And I said, what's up? We're all double fisted. So we we were, yeah. We were good that night. Good, good times. Good times. John, do you have anything for our esteemed guest here? So when three-minute warning, Jamal and Rosie stiffed you in the ring, like why did that happen? Were they just being reckless? Like what what like what really went down uh, at that point in time? I think uh we were, I think they, back then, I think they thought we were just some girls off the street and they were just going to show us what was up. I, I, I honestly think that that's what it was because they, I honestly don't think he had any idea that I was a trained wrestler or that Sasha was. I think they just thought we were two girls that they brought in to work their gimmick that night. I think that's pretty much what they thought. And he's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to make this look good. And he made it look good because <laughs> I got killed. <laughs> it was, but no, and no, I never saw any of them afterwards. No, I'm not going to say there's an apology or anything like that. That would never, you know, it was wrestling. Like that's, you know, it was wrestling. And John, three minute warning. That's Rosie and Jamal. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And are, are they both passed or just one of them? Yes, both. They're both past. Well, That's so crazy. Definitely, definitely no apology coming then. And I'm not trying to be funny, um, but uh, right. yeah, that's the business. Yeah, you're right. That's, I, I don't think two giant guys like that should be taking those kind of liberties with any females green yeah. or otherwise, especially not green, but uh, it was a different, it was a different world back then. Man. It was it really 20 was. years ago. It was a completely different world. Crazy times, crazy times. Uh, John, do you have anything else? What was John Cena like back then? And did you ever date John Cena? I always get, oh. this, que I always get this question. Uh, no, we're really good friends. He was a big nerd. He loved his video games and he liked to freestyle. We'd keep each other up at night or he'd help me when we'd have to do those late night drives um, from Northern California back to Southern California. I would drive the big excursion, Rich, Rick's big car. Um, and he would keep me up with uh, doing freestyle. And we'd freestyle all night until we'd get there the next morning. 
but yeah, no, he's a, he's a really good friend of mine. I love him with all my heart. And, uh, I think we're still close to the, to this day because, or we're still friends to this day because I knew him when he was, when he was nothing. So. Nice. Jenny, were, were, you were on the APW road trips, weren't you? Yeah, I drove the APW oh. road trips. <laughs> well, that's what you were saying. Oh, my car. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was awesome. Wasn't it? Yeah. You, remember yeah. you guys would all be passed out in the back and he would be in the front seat with me and he would keep me up. And we'd freestyle. We'd freestyle rap until we got to Orange County. John, we went to um, we we, uh, we had a UPW versus APW feud, and we they came to us. We went to them, and the first time we went there, Northern California, and it, I might have this wrong, so if I do, feel free to correct me. It's fine. Um, there was like kind of a kind of armory sort of building, and we planned it so. They had their, their top guys, so the guys that we were to beat up in the ring. And we drove. I had this monster. It wasn't a Suburban. It was a Ford Excursion, way bigger than a Suburban, the UPW car. We drove it into the building, up the aisle, almost to the ring, and then got out and just waylaid him. It was Jenny and Prototype, John Cena, and... Who was our crew? We had a good crew with us Samoa, at that time. Samoa Joe, Frankie, Samoa Joe, Frankie Kazarian, the big schwag. And I think the twins were already up there. But oh, yeah. God, there's no way I would have sat in a car for seven hours with the Ballard. So yeah, no, no, I know no. But it, in, in, our, in, our, in our car ride, though, it was the, I think it was just me, you, uh, John, uh, maybe schwag. And I think that's it. And Frankie. Those were good times, weren't they, man? You'll, oh, you'll we never, had some great times. Never I see loved... times like those again, probably. But uh, no, we had great. We had a we had a really great thing going when it was going. It was an, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Good to have the memories. That's for sure. That is for, for sure. sure. Well, Jenny, anything that uh, you have. Uh, Anything you want to sign off with? You're so good at this. I just assume that you'll be in charge. No, <laughs> no. Uh, this is this is like the second podcast I've done. I got one other person who asked me to do a podcast um, through my Facebook for wrestling. Um, no, I got. I'm just everyone. Stay positive. We got to stay positive and remember that mental health is the main is our main health. I know we all want to meet, we all want to be physically healthy, but to be, you know, they both go hand in hand. So physical, you know, doing some cardio, a little cardio every day can help keep the doctor away and help keep the blues away. So all I can say out there is I'm a very big advocate for mental health. And uh, if you have any opportunity to get help, seek it, there's people out there that are there because right now people are at home and they don't have anyone to hang out with or talk to, or, you know, so just remember that there are resources out there. You're not alone. You're preaching to the choir. We talk about that almost every week and that's a pretty exactly how we say it. So right there with you. Awesome. Very, uh, very wise words, Jenny Lane. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That is so good to see you. I really appreciate you doing this. And I appreciate uh, you asking me. I'm happy of course, I finally got back to you. Oh, this is fun. I, no, I, yeah, exactly. Thought you were kayfaving me for a minute there. But yeah, good. no. Um, I, I think after this, you'll probably get some more requests. So get ready. Okay. 
Well, I'm here. I'm here. Thank you so much. Uh, I see Danny. Thank you. It's very healthy. That's a good one to sign off with. Thank you, Jenny. Great to see you're healthy and doing well. And I I want to say the same thing. You look great. You sound great. Thank you. So good to see you. Thank you, Jenny. Great to see you guys. Anytime I'm here. It's so great to meet you, John and Rick. I love you. I need to come out to Maui. Please come visit. I would love to have you. All right. Thank you. Great to meet you. Take care, Jenny. Great. Nice meeting you, too. Bye. Bye-bye. John, John. Yes, sir. So, people want to see more of Looney Lane. Our training series, Ultimate Pro Wrestling Training, is uh, now on my YouTube, I believe, and on Hannibal's YouTube. So you go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Bassman. And the first of the three volumes is posted. I watched a little bit of it last night, John. It is old school, man. Have you seen it? I have probably not seen it in years. I remember watching it. Uh, what the hell channel is that? It, not History Channel. Uh, A&E, maybe? Is that, what, what the North hell channel? channel Discovery, on? History, something like that. One of those. Um, I, oh, I, I watched no, it the last night. Yeah, it was Discovery. Discovery. That's okay. It. Yeah, I mean, ba- back in those days, we had specials on all all kinds of different cable networks. Nat Geo, uh, the Learning Channel. It was uh, it was quite the time. But you know, I, I I put it on last night to watch it for a minute, and it like opens like with this effect of like these like these roaring flames. It is like so 1990s. It's not even funny, but still cool to see it anyway. And uh, it was very trippy seeing a young Tom Howard and Chris Daniels and Frankie Kazarian and John Cena and Samoa Joe in the ring an almost skinny Samoa Joe, I would say. And, uh, and Looney Lane, like at 20 years of age, pretty cool stuff. Good memories, man. That's for sure. Yes. Good stuff. I just wish they would have did a Samoa Joe versus a John Cena feud in the WB. I don't know why they never did, but they, they had the footage. If they own that footage, they could have used that and could have built it up. But I guess they decided not to uh, go in that direction. Oh, or now, or you, Joe got hurt at one point, but who? depending right. on the, the rumor. No, when you say they had the footage, you mean footage from us or from somewhere else? From you. It did. Okay. It's so funny, John, how you know more about like my own company than I do. Cause I couldn't remember if we ever ran that match or that program, but I, I'm sure we must have at one point or another. And they could have talked about how Joe was to help training the guys and Cena was there. You know what I mean? Like they, they could have built it up really well, but they never uh, went through and pulled the trigger. I thought it was just a, a no brainer that as soon as Joe went there, that he would feud with Cena. Wait, hold on, hold on. WWE not mm-hmm. following through on a no-brainer, I yes. can't even begin to imagine. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's all right, man. We got we gotta we gotta hit them a little bit every now and then. They can take it. Yep. That's all right. Yes. That is all right. Well my man, that was cool. Thank you. That was fun. Yes, thank and, you. Uh, what should people uh what should people be logging onto and looking out for in uh in the two man power trip world? Just check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Got a ton of shows with Kevin Sullivan, Dr. Tom Pritchard, Justin Credible, um, 
the list goes on and on. I got so many shows coming out, so many interviews coming out. Just had one with world's strongest man, Ted Arcidi, uh, coming up. Dr. D. David Schultz will be back on the show. So I've got oh, a lot of good stuff nice. coming up. So just follow me on Twitter and Instagram at two man power trip. Check out the website, tmptempire.com for more stuff. Yes, you are building quite the empire, TMPT Empire. That's for two-man power trip, everybody. And uh, for us, uh, talking-tough.com, that's our website. It's our hub. Everything comes from there. Um, and if you all wouldn't mind possibly subscribing to YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash Rick Bassman. That's under my name. And even though there is a Talking Tough Instagram, I'm trying to build my personal one. So if you wouldn't mind. Check out Rick underscore Bassman. Uh, John Paz, Rachel Sartoros, who's on in the background from Los Angeles. Uh, my vast appreciation to the both of you, as always. So great seeing old friend and colleague Looney Lane on today. And I'm going to go feed my dogs. Good night, everybody. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that.